Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode of Get Real Podcast, I have the incredible Mary Lawless Lee, otherwise known as Happily Gray. She is such an amazing fashion blogger, fashion inspiration. Um, but more than that, she is such a soulful, intentional, driven person. I think the words I used to describe her were uh, bold, intentional, trusting her instincts and spiritual. Uh, I think that's how I'd sum her up. There's so much more to her too. I mean, not knockout, beautiful. Um, she is just, I like the word intentional for her because she is one of those women who is, she just opened a storefront called Happily Gray where she has an actual retail store, and a creative space where she works. She has like five or six employees that work with her in her office, plus like business managers and agents and all sorts of stuff. She's built this brand from the ground up on her own. She was a nurse before this, like an in in ER nurse, ICU nurse. Um, she just has such an incredible work ethic. She has such an incredible drive and ability to push herself always. She's always pushing herself to the next thing, to the next thing, but she's also taking time to appreciate and love where she is right now. And she values her family and her marriage to her husband, Madison, and they have a beautiful new daughter, Navy, who's so precious. And she just talks about that balance that she's finding and her and her spirituality within it all and how she knows how to trust her instincts and how she knows how to move move in this career that she's like building day by day just from her own dreams. And I don't know, I just find her so inspirational. 
I know you will too. So many people already do. She's got a huge following on Instagram and her blog and her website. And it's for a reason. It's because she is truly someone to aspire to be. She doesn't just look beautiful in the pictures. She's really that beautiful in her heart and in her soul and in everything that she does. And I love this interview. So here is Mary. Okay, I am here with the beautiful, talented, amazing, superwoman, so sweet. beautiful, Mary Lawlessly, otherwise known Thank as Happily Gray. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. You are so sweet. It's kind of like you're like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. Okay. Well. No, but you have your like full-blown like <laughs> okay. stage alter ego is Happily Gray. You're hilarious. Well, I knew you first as Happily Gray before I ever knew you as yeah. Mary Lawless Lee. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true because we kind of became friends after we had like met in passing a few times at events. Yeah. No, I, I people still today will be like, oh, Happily Gray, Happily Gray. I respond to Mary Happily Gray. Sometimes Mary Singh, Mary Lawless, Mary Lee, like whatever, whatever's thrown my way. You have so many names. I know. A lot of names. Well, so let's go through the names. So well, first came Lawless is my maiden name. Which is badass. So and you kind of are Lawless. Like you're like a rebel doing whatever you want, being a badass. It's very fitting for you. I'll take that. My brother's, my brother's um, nickname growing up was Johnny Law. Like, that's okay. What, uh, which was I was so thought, cool. Cool, yes, but like also like truly a rule breaker. Like didn't follow a rule, doesn't really still follow rules. So people he, live into their names. Yeah, he would get pulled over by cops, and it was just like a whole experience. But he really, really that was a well fitting uh, nickname. But so Lawless is my maiden name. Lee is my actual last name now. My, I took my husband's last name. Sang came from a previous marriage. I got married when I was twenty. Okay, so that's where a lot of people were confused by that name, and also think it's Asian <laughs> so they're very thrown by that um and then you know happily gray so yeah that's that's that that's all the mix <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah and before you were happily gray though you've had like a lot of life happen like you were a nurse were you like an ER nurse so I worked in critical care cardiovascular ICU for five years which I mean it's just like cardiovascular ICU. <laughs> so like when people have serious heart conditions, yes, life yeah. and death. So yeah, definitely um, critical, critical care, um, very serious matters. It was, it's everyone coming out of heart surgery. So major open heart surgery. Um, we didn't as much deal with the med- medical medicine patients, but it was more like post-op right out of the OR. And we took care of those patients and basically just you know, tried to get them, getting them down to like the step down unit, but I, I loved it. It was, um, I, I went to school for nursing cause I love taking care of people and have always felt that way. And, um, I got into, I actually went to school to be a NICU nurse cause I've always been obsessed oh with gosh. babies. Well, I had my first rotation in the NICU and immediately knew, okay, this isn't it. You couldn't, is it too emotional? Yeah, I, I love healthy babies. Like I, I like would live in the church nursery growing up. Like I love healthy babies, but when I, I'll never forget some of the stories. Like they're still with me today of these babies. And I knew that I had to be, I had to go to adults. So I immediately switched to um, CVICU and started working in with hearts and adults. And I loved it. Like, I mean, I never looked back. It was so fun. Um, uh, Fun. I mean, it was challenging on, on physically, emotionally, mentally. I just felt like, you know, as a 22 year old getting to work in the ICU was such an amazing opportunity. And I learned so much and 
it, I felt like I grew up a lot in that what role. What did you learn? Like what beyond just like skill set? Because mm-hmm. I know it takes a big skill set to be working with people who've just had like one of the biggest surgeries you can have, open heart surgery. Your heart is the most important organ mm-hmm. basically in our body. But what do you take away from the people going through that? Like your connections? It was honestly more the fam- the family than anything. Um, you you know you're only with those patients ideally only like three days um, until they're out of the ICU. But I became so close to the families. And uh, one of my favorite things was education and, and being there. You're, you're their, you're their right hand. I mean, they trust you. Um, I think nurses hold a special importance in this world because that's who, like, that's that attainable person to that patient. And, you know, you're, you're their go-to when they're in fear, when they have a question, when they're hurting, when they're happy, when they reach a new goal. And so I just love being that rock for that patient and, um, and educating the family and getting them through, which is like, you know, a really big, one of the most probably traumatic experiences those people go through. And it taught me so much about myself. What'd you learn about yourself? I grew you know, I I felt like one the one of the biggest things is it made me such a better communicator. Um, I, that's why I mentioned the family because you have to like overly communicate and 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 I have a lot of patience. Have a lot of a pa- lot of patience, yeah. And um, I have always like felt like I had that that empathy in my heart, and and I've always just wanted. I think that's why I initially thought I wanted to take care of babies because I've just always felt that empathy and wanting to like, you know push that out and this was a moment that I could share that that the way I felt you know wanted to take care of people so communication was a big thing I learned and I think work ethic was another thing this this job taught me um, being able to prioritize like prioritizing your work is the number one thing you can do in the ICU because you know you can't let that go if, if if there's there's a list of 20 things to do but this one's the most important to keep this person alive it really does have an order yeah and yeah absolutely and so i quickly learned as a, as a new grad walking into the icu that i had to prioritize in order to keep these people alive and wow in order to keep these people alive no, really i mean some some patients you know come out of surgery and they like you know they, they fly they're amazing and they're they're what what we would call a pathway patient but some some are not and and there were shifts that generally shifts are about 13 hours and they would go by in like five minutes. I'm not kidding. You get in, you don't use the bathroom, you don't eat, um, which is not something I would encourage, but that's how acute. In the zone you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but I, I loved it. I, I, I felt like I gained more from it than I even gave, you know, it, it grew me up as a person and opened my heart and, um, just like you know business wise it really made me learn how to prioritize my time and i just those the assets i've gained from being a nurse i wouldn't trade for the world so you're talking about having an empathetic heart i feel like i have a super empathetic heart too mm-hmm. you definitely sometimes do sometimes it is it's i sometimes i can't handle it though like mm-hmm. i feel like i would i would really struggle being so close to life and death like the, how do you with your heart that is so wide open, how do you walk that line? You seeing life and death. You definitely had, I definitely had to um, find a way. I remember when I started, it was like so heavy. I mean, it's heavy physically on your body and emotionally and mentally when I would get home after I worked nights and I'd get home at 8 a.m. 
and you know just it you just kind of sit there i remember like taking a shower and just like staring at the wall just thinking through like everything that had happened and um i learned quickly that confiding in my peers fellow nurses like we would go get breakfast after our shift and talk through and that really helped like just you know get some of those heavy things off your heart and so that was that was a really big factor and then also running and journaling became through when I when I started nursing those became two big releases for me uh, and 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 really journaling always has I love to write that's why I started happily gray but really but running that's when I got really into running um was in nursing it was my it was my release I would go run after shifts and um it just allowed me to like emotionally just you know leave it leave it there Urge and I it. think yeah I think it's important working in that sort of acuity of care like you have to be able to you ha- you have to be able to like release in some way and I also I should say too I'm, I'm spiritual and that was a big aspect of it too is um you know like everything kind of at the end of the day kind of came back to that for me and I mean it, it I love to I worked with a great group of women and there were no like rules necessarily my patients would write me letters i stayed in touch with them like you know how some of those things can be so black and white but it was just i learned so much from that job and i'm so grateful for it truly i read one article that you wrote like back in the day 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 oh man like i think you were mary (laughs) saying with long hair probably i had the big long curls for a while yes and you said you like to run barefoot Oh, I do. Yeah. Do you still run barefoot? So I haven't run barefoot. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you read. I, I don't even know I where you read that. Up. I was like, that is awesome. And yeah. how are you not scared you're going to get something in your foot? <laughs> well, I was particular where I ran, <laughs> but no. So barefoot running is a big thing. Um, where it, it, it's like a big concept. Um, I read a book about it. This has been like many, many years ago. But I was really into running, especially through my years of nursing. And I mean, I still am. Um, I just don't have as much time for it now as I did. But um, yeah, so barefoot running is actually better for you there's this whole philosophy around it that it's better for your joints your legs um because of the way that you hit the ground there's no like interruption of a soul or anything like our feet are made for that i mean obviously like in like plush i i would run like um on astroturf or like plush grass i mean i grew up out on 200 acres in the middle of a farm and in so, texas right yeah where in, in texas? texas east texas very very small town and i we we truly like grew up running around the pasture like barefoot and and just wouldn't even think twice about it so i got into i got into barefoot running like five or six years ago so I need, I need to pick that back up. It's been a while. I was like, you're so cool. And then like, you're even cooler because you're like barefoot running. I, I, I love that. It was probably that. some, but I mean, it was a book that I read that I got. I am very like OCD about stuff. I get into something and then I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And then I want to tell everyone about it. Um, my husband and I are just now, we're talking about yeah, vegan and, and changing to completely vegan. I'm vegetarian now, but, um, and it's like, I, when I get into something, I kind of go crazy with it. It's it's good and bad. I think it's only good. I love <laughs> that when we were pregnant, going through a pregnancy journey at the same time. Like you were, you were reading all the books. Like you had like a stack of books. Yeah. Well, and that's like the first <laughs> six months, I was like a little obsessive about it, and then it was like okay, and you know, because everything I read, everyone's got your own philosophy. That do this, do this, do this, and I think at the end of the day, you know, you just you know, you, you you just the mother instincts are a real thing. They do kick in. And I'm glad that I stopped reading at six months because it made me just like, I had gathered the information 
and I was going to apply it and, you know, but like was able to clear my brain before she was here. But yeah, I, I get obsessive. (laughs) I love that. I think that's amazing. So how did you get from Texas to Nashville from nursing to being a worldwide phenomenon (laughs) blogger? Well, I wouldn't say that, but I, um, so I'm from Texas, small town and I went to school, UT Austin. So that was like, I mean, I love Austin. It holds such a special place in my heart and I still have family that lived there. And, um, I, you know, I think that experience was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It really, yeah, it really opened up my world. You totally look like a longhorn. Oh, I like (laughs) Uh, even though Burnt orange I, yeah i know i will definitely rep the gear all day long but do i know anything about the sports that happened at that school no which is embarrassing i should but i really went because my, my cousins were there and i but but I, but i'm so glad that i did because it was such a diverse city um especially compared to the small town um that, that i grew up in it was pretty pretty shocking but i think it was it was eye-opening it, it it introduced me to new cultures and diversity and um i went to nursing school and i got my first job so so i was dating a guy in, in at ut austin and we ended up getting married and so that was kind of the thing to do get I go mean, to college meet totally. someone get you, married you kind of grow up with this list and it's like okay college check marriage check, check. kids check you know dog insert there check. yes so like uh, and I think just in a small town and, and, and I was raised under, you know, morals and values and uh, Southern Baptist, really conservative. And I'm so thankful for that. But in a way, too, I mean, I can tell you, I, I think I've told you this before. That's kind of where I got the name Happily Gray, because I, I learned quickly when I moved to Austin that life isn't just black and white. And um, so I met him and you're and we, happy being in the gray yeah 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 yes yes so that's the, the meaning of happily gray came from growing up in my 20s and in growing up coming from such a black and white little town and with you know conservative traditional morals and values and really realizing through my 20s that life isn't so black and white there is a lot of things when you start growing up that are really gray and don't make sense and and it's and that's okay like it doesn't all have to fit the puzzle doesn't all have to be like do 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 and i think that I, I felt the most creative in that space i was like relieved that it wasn't so this or that and i didn't have to fit into like this box or that box and that was a part of like when i got married so early and you know re- once realizing it wasn't the right thing because who that, even knows that they are 20 years old no it's 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 true and but there, there are people that do it that have amazing marriages My mom you married know at 19 still married to this day it's you I mean, know they've grown through all different seasons of life but it it's is true yeah and some people it works and i think it's just a case by case but like you know i i i i knew it wasn't the right decision and it, how did how do you decide that's a big decision though to oh man it was to leave it's one of the hardest things i've ever been through and um thankfully we didn't have kids yeah we didn't really we both were still in school like it was it was it was we were very young and um yeah so it was it was it was really tough it was it was actually harder for our families than anything and um it's you know it was the biggest learning experience i've ever been through and i um when when we did get married i moved to houston and i, I started my nursing career in at um, memorial herman in houston in the texas medical center which was like unreal because that that's one of the biggest medical medical centers in the world and it was just such an amazing opportunity to get to start there in icu and dang right oh so it was, gosh, it was so intense it was amazing i i lived and breathed it i loved it and but uh, 
alongside that, I've always had this creative side to me and I've always loved to write. And so um, when I was at in Houston is when I started Happily Gray. And this um, is an outlet, basically. Creative outlet, completely. And I um, had my, my friend create a website. Uh, I was like, okay, it's going to be called Happily Gray because this is what I'm going through right now. It was very candid. It was not premeditated you were just rolling all. with it didn't have any instagram nothing absolutely did you nothing. know anything about blogging no no didn't know anything there were no pictures in the beginning it was just um it was just uh like writing i love to write that's what kind of spurred it all like with so what, what was you write about fashion my, my looks you love fashion I, I do yeah and i and i was uh, when i was trying to decide what to go to school for i kind of like, you know, we tell my parents, like, I love this. I love healthcare, but I also really am inspired by design and fashion. And my parents coming from, you know, more traditional values encouraged that and, and said, you can do that later. And it's kind of funny because that is how it turned out. And um, you did it later. And we did, I did it later. They still don't know what I do, but <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to make more and more sense as we've gone along. But um, yeah, it's, it, it, um, I don't even remember where it left off with that. You it's, started blogging about fashion. Yeah, right, right. And so and quickly knew that there needed to be a, a visual with that. So then we started, I started getting friends and family to take my pictures. Would you just and, pick out your own outfits? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would no, that, from the beginning, like everything, I, I, even when I was in elementary, I would put, pick all these eccentric outfits to go to school. And my brother would be like, okay, you have seven scrunchies in your hair. <laughs> you got, you like, stop. Like your jeans have like 1,800 flowers on them. Like, <laughs> I love, I've always loved, like I'd go into Dillard's or JCPenney's or Bell's and I would try on the entire store while my mom ran around her and did her all of her errands. I would just be in the dressing room. Like I was, I was like those retail ladies, like worst nightmare. And just the disaster dressing room when yeah. you're done, just No, that was everywhere. fun. I thought it was so fun to try out all the clothes and everything. And um, yeah, so, so I- where did you, so, cause you have like an editorial high fashion look, but it's very edgy also. Do you put together all your looks to this day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know everything I style. I think that's, I think if I didn't, that, that would kind of be a, a huge miss because like, I feel like that is the core base of how I started Happily Gray and what it is, is it's, it's my styling and uh, every outfit anyone sees, even when we were working with brands in partnerships, they, they might say like, this is the product that we're featuring, but, but I, I'm the one that's styling it. Like it's so you never put the rest of the outfit together. Yeah. Like we might have one hero piece, but then I have to style it. Or it might just be like, Hey, we're featuring dresses this, this um, season. If you can, you know, then I get to pick the dress from all the hundreds of dresses. So, um, yeah, every single outfit I style. Um, and that's what I, that's what I love most. That's kind of what, how, it, where it all started. And that's how, yeah, that's how I started just sharing my outfits and writing about so you're them. Like you were writing about them. And then you're like, I need a visual. Yeah. So you got so your friends and picture, family to take the take pictures. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't even have Instagram the first two years. Um, I actually remember the first time that I posted on Instagram, my friend called me panicking because I was sending her a picture of my outfit but I thought I was doing that like through Instagram. I didn't know that <laughs> it was like pub published to the world. Oh yeah. Um, and I didn't have any followers at that point, so it didn't even matter. But <laughs> it was like, uh, she, she like called me. She's like, no, 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 this, no, you text me that. Don't post that to Instagram. That's not how this works. And I was like, oh, okay. And that scared me to death. And then I never used it for like another year. And then we just used Pinterest. Pinterest was kind oh, of yeah. what drove all of our traffic. And then about 
six years ago i got an instagram so and then did it just people just come flooding um pinterest is actually what snowballed kind of we, we we got a lot of traffic to our site um from pinterest and then that's when when i started the instagram i think that's kind of like how it all like that was the root it, it, came, it came a lot from pinterest in the beginning and still today like the number one traffic driver for our website is, is pinterest so you're doing a lot of stuff. You're pinning, you're Instagramming, you're blogging, you have a store and you're not just like posting a quick picture here and there. Like you like edit them and like you go out and you take great shots and mm. like you put little video montages together. You are spending so well, much it's, time. It's not just me. It's not just me. But everything looks so high caliber in you. Like it's very much no. you. How would you describe it all? And then talk to me about like how you time manage on top of being a mom and well, I have a lot of, I have help. Um, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, well, one, being a mom now has made me more discerning and totally. um, a much better business owner than I ever was before. Um, one of my, one of my mentors, Amber, um, who owns and runs Reward Style, she told me when I was pregnant, like, this is going to make you a more discerning business owner. And she could not have been more right. It definitely has. Um, but, you know, I think I, uh, from the beginning, like I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I'm, I am motivated by doing, mm. uh, I don't think a lot, I, I, I do think, and I do plan, but, but like it's limited. Once you get I, that gut feeling and it's mm, right, then I go and I, and I don't really, I'm, I'm not one that creates a big process or a big agenda. Like I probably should do that more. And then I would nope. be a lot more like, uh, like probably elegant in the way I things come come out but I I'm a doer and I've always the more I do the more motivated and the more excited and I really believe in that being like kind of the theme on my team like when they see me doing and doing and when we get a project we don't we don't sit on it we do it then like and I you believe it, in, you just get it going yeah I believe in that energy and I've always like thrived off of that and um and yeah, so I'm like, let's go, let's do, let's do. And, and we, and I might not know the way or the best way, and I might not do it the like perfectly, but it's going to get done. And then the next time I do it, it's going to be even better. And that's kind of been my motto, um, th th through this whole process. And, and it's really like when I started blogging, it was before it was such a phenomenal that it is now. And there wasn't the right or wrong way. And, and that's honestly the beautiful part about it is it's about what identifies the most with you and, and your brand DNA. And I think that's kind of the lovely part is there's not like you have to stay in this box or that box. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's like everyone can kind of pave their own way. And so, yeah, um, I would say that that energy of, of just getting shit done yeah. has always been that motivating factor. And um, and I think now more than ever, it's even more that way because my time at the end of the day, like I want my days to stop at five now because that's Navy's time. Um, and that time is, is, is so precious. And so I'm even more so that, that way than I am now. I, I have a hard time delegating or, or I did, I have, I, I have in the past had a hard time like delegating and when something's like not right, like having to go tell my team, like this needs to be fixed. But now it's almost easier because I'm more discerning. You're not going to give up that time with Navy. No. Cause at the end of the day, it comes back to that. And I am a big, I mean, family means the most to me. And I always tell my girls that too, like let's like we, like we all should put our families first and in order to do that like we have to work we have to work efficient and hard and and, and make these hours count yeah exactly the time that we're here let's let's really be proactive and 
That's what I, I try to pu- I try to push. Like no waste of time. So you mm-hmm. said something. I want to kind of like break this down. You said you don't even know your parents probably don't even know what you do. I feel like <laughs> I have like a, a creative random type job ish as well. Yeah. yeah. But nothing like what you're doing. How like you say mm. you get projects like a project comes in. I'm sure every single project you have is different mm-hmm. with like a different set of goals that this brand or whatever wants. Like how do projects come in the door and like. When someone is working with you, what mm-hmm. are they, how does someone know to find you? What would your like, what do you do when a project comes in? How do you yeah. communicate with the brands on, cause you're just creating art all the time, basically. Well, it's, it's evolved. Like it, you know, like five years ago, you know, we might be going more, we, we were reaching out more to brands, kind of pitching ourselves. So we, we have a, we when have you pitch a, yourself who, what are you pitching? Like, how so, do you say it? Uh, we have a media deck um, and it's constantly being updated. It's, it's like, uh, I think it's like one or two pages, but it basically is my bio, um, who the brand is, any press moments, a few, a few images, um, big, big campaigns we've worked on, um, long-term projects that we currently have, like anything to kind of like share, like this is the brand at the core. And that's what, and that's not, this is not something that I had five years ago, five years ago, I was like, you know, much different process. And and that's the beauty of, of it building. But, um, now we have a full like deck that we send out, but for the most part now, um, a brands, brands will reach out to us and I have an agent, I have a, a, a full team that helps me like vet these things. So I have an agent in LA and a business manager in LA and my attorney is in LA. Um, everyone else is in Nashville, like all of my media team that works in the office, but, um, brands will reach out to either my team or my agent and we'll say like, um, let's say for example, if it's like Joe's denim, like this is the campaign, this is the timeline. This is, these are what we're looking for. Like we're looking for a blog post an Instagram stories an IGTV, like whatever it might be. And, and then my agent will be the one to go back and forth and vet that deal. And okay. So your options of outlets would be blog, Instagram posts, stories, Instagram, TV, mm-hmm. and are those your main sources? Um, yeah, but then there's also like events or giveaways. Okay. Um, we now work with brands long-term where they're, they'll want like an eight, eight month or a year long contract where every single month you're seeing, seeing something from that brand. So it okay. really can be tailored to however. I mean, now more than ever, you know, brands are so particular with what they want. Um, even like stories, there's, there is strong creative vision behind it all. And, um, the best brands to work with are the ones that come, come with their goal in mind. Like, Hey, here's the creative, this is the goal, but then they let me really decide on what I want to do. That's going to translate with translate with my audience. And that's always something that we push for like yes we like we want to hear the brands creative you want to be successful but, but like it, it has to at the end of the day it has to feel authentic to my brand and so that's always our biggest question up front is what is your goal um and and then my agent will talk to me and, and i'll tell them like okay this is how i'll do this this is how i envision this and then we usually get on a creative call with that brand and we go back and forth and this is after um, the numbers, like pretty much all that has been decided and we go back and forth and discuss the creative, agree on it. And then, um, my photographer is in house, um, Jessica Stedham. So her and I will, from there, my internal team will create a mood board and a brief. And so we have the full thing. It's like on the calendar scheduled out. Here's the brand. Here's what we're doing for them. This is the creative idea. And here's the mood board around that. So every shoot we do that's dedicated to a brand has a brief 
and we off we operate off of that now this is not something that like we used i mean this is in the last two years we started operating this way because it's just it gets to be so much and we're shooting so many campaigns a week that in order to clear in order to say um, like just in order to stay creative and organized and be efficient with our time, like we have to have these briefs for every single one. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it really works. Um, for most brands, you know, and, and sometimes there are brands that like, I really want to work with. Um, for example, there's this brand called Chris joy. I, like, I think it's one of the coolest brands I've seen in a while. And they specialize in these cool puffer, puffer jackets and that we reached out to them and they gifted me a jacket. And then that's kind of like opening the door for this relationship to start. And then from there, you know, like, so they we, gift you a jacket, then would you just go shoot it to be like, Hey, I like your product. Let me show you what I can do. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're just like opening that relationship and, and, and showing them like, you know, this is the kind of engagement that we got off that piece. And that, and that's, you know, I think a, it is it is really nice brands coming to us with these jobs but one of the one of the components i really enjoy the most is us being able to reach out to the brands that we really love and say like okay we are going to open the store and we're going to create content that we're going to show you how engaging it is and i think that that can be one of the coolest ways to approach it but really there's just there's just so many different ways that it works now so um, where do you feel like you have, like, where do you find your best engagement out of all your, is it like a combo or where do you feel like you really, like your honey hole is? I would say, I mean, it, it, it's changed over the years. Um, right now, we find the best engagement around any real moments. I think now more than ever, people are so drowned out by the um, like curated content. Totally. And I mean, that's our brand was kind of built on that it was built around an edit. It was built around like composition of the grid and, 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 and really like, you know, taking that into account. But now we're, we're moving away from that and it's more about the candid moments. I feel especially feel more called to that as a mom mm-hmm. now, because we all know motherhood is, is not curated. <laughs> it's <laughs> not <laughs> clean. Most of the time it's not pretty. And <laughs> I think that, I think I feel called to share those moments and, um, and the joys. And so I, so yeah, I think now more than ever, we're focusing on the real moments, like with Madison, my husband. I know he's um, in, Navy. he's in a lot of your pictures. Yeah. He doesn't love it. He's but so he, handsome. But he does it. He does it. I know he's, he's better. So photogenic. He's better at taking them than me. Like I'm like my, movie star couple. Okay. Well, that's a stretch, but <laughs> no, he's so good at it. I'm like, this is so much easier. We got the, we got the shot of you in like five takes. And with me, it's like 200. No, but no, he's, he's truly, it's, he's natural at it. But I think that's what it's all about for us right now is, is is just sharing like the real more real candid moments and one thing that we're we are really excited about we just started this series called friday five and it's every friday of every week we're going to be posting five items that are under or around a hundred dollars and i think it's one of the main things we've gotten in the last like couple of years is people asking because my my blog did start on posting stuff more so from like madewell or anthropology or free people and I, I still do mix those highs and lows, but we, we do have opportunities to work with like brands like Dior, um, Coach, or higher level brands, but also that price point isn't attainable. And I always want that to be a part of what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. every single Friday, there's gonna be five pieces. And literally last Friday, everything was under 100. And it was just so fun to see people's reaction that like, like this is what they're really wanting. And this is exciting. And it kind of feels like old times. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because this is so fascinating. You are so fascinating to me. Caroline. You are. So like (laughs) your days will be like you get these brand opportunities. You decide if you're going to how you're going to use it. If you're going to do blog posts, Instagram, Insta stories, Pinterest um, or I thought there's one more. Is there, um, is that the main ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the main ones. So you do those, you decide what you're going to do, how mm. many posts you're going to do, all that. You work out those details. Mm. Then you and your team go and you make a mood board. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to go back to how you make this mood board and how long <laughs> it takes in like that process. You make a mood board mm-hmm. and you might have how many brand deals going on at a time. So we, we probably have like, uh, four to five a week. Okay. Um, don't don't generally do more than that, but sometimes it is. It just depends. Like fashion month, it can be like way more than that. Um, so it's it's kind of like we, we thankfully we now have it, and we're kind of in this pace that that feels good because because everyone the work is kind of d- divvied between everyone. So I have a brand director that handles anything. Well, I have an agent who vets all the deals, and then she hands it off to my brand director, and okay. my brand director um, basically like handles every single detail around that partnership down to like instructing my photographer who handles the mood boards, mood boards and the so your photographer makes the mood board. Well, so we just brought her in house. And so now that's she, a cool photographer. I don't feel like all photographers do that. Well, and that's why we, we, um, she now is like our photographer because I, I mean, one, I, I love her. Like she's my sister. I've worked with her the longest of anyone on my team and we finally just made it official, but we were at the point where our company's at the point now where we need someone like full time mm-hmm. doing that job. And, but it's not just that. Um, so while we work on campaigns, we also ha- now have a store and she shoots and we also have an e-com business. And so, so she shoots um, e-commerce. So our store is all online okay. as well. Like um, there we have the retail side that you like, they, people can come physically shop in, but Which it's we so know. so cute. Your store is amazing in every oh, way. Thank you. I have April Tomlin to thank for that. Oh, so beautiful. Um, but 
she yeah so so we have the the online store where like we're shooting all that product as well and so her time is spent shooting for our online store, um, creating lifestyle content um, for both brands, really. And and then I also have an executive assistant that handles, I mean, just all the little details that kind of keep the keep the company together. So like travel and um, bookings and and anyone else that's like coming in to be a part of our shoots and just like all the logistics around that. Um, and then we also have a retail manager that stays on the retail side. So there's Which manages the store, the manages the store. So there's quite a few. There's so you have your agent, you have mm-hmm. your photographer, mood board director, mm-hmm. visionary for the shoot. Yep. You have your assistant executive assistant who does all the nitty gritty details, yep. mm-hmm. booking the travel. It just keeps this everything in tip top shape. Right. And you have the store manager and brand director and brand director and then business manager in LA and our attorneys in LA. So it's, there's, everyone's kind of diversified in their roles now, but I mean, I'll say like for the last, this all happened in the last two years, really that this full team has come to picture. But before that it was literally me and a photographer and I would work till like two or three in the morning. And I, one of my biggest weaknesses is delegating and, handing things off especially because this is such an intimate personal company and you it's your self and and i like want to be a part of every single piece of it and i mean it's a big deal just to be able to like hand off some of the mood boarding because i i actually love to do it you just don't have enough time in the day okay so that leads me to my next question how do you hire because hiring people like this you don't just put an ad out and hire someone like this is a very specific hire. We so I've done it many different ways, but I found what works the best for us is I, I will post a story and I'm very detailed in exactly what we're looking for. Like we just hired a new executive assistant and there was about 30 different things, little bulleted points under the title of what we're looking for and what we need. Um, and I think I've been through a few assistants um, and in different roles and I kind of I've, I've, I've learned like what I'm looking for and I can tell pretty quickly if it's going to work or so it's what are not. your top things you're looking for? Um, I think that the number one thing that I look for in anyone is, um, proactive, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like totally, in, totally, totally anticipating needs rather than me having to ask. Yes. Um, and I always tell my team, like, look, we can make mistakes. We're going to all make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. We can't make the same mistakes. Um, so we just have to learn, but, um, it's the obvious things like taking out boxes, taking out the trash. Like I should never have to tell anybody on the team to do that. And so I, someone that can just take initiative and proactive. And then the other big quality I look for is just humbleness and kind. I, it's important that I create a a company culture that women really want to be a part of. And that feels inspiring and motivating and fun because that's, that's why I want to come to work. And, and so that's like literally number two on my list. Like what's, what's that their spirit like, and will yeah. they be a good fit on the team? So how long does it take you to vet someone out? Mm. Oh gosh, it, it's different. So Emily, my brand director, I had two calls with her and I, over a, a span of like a few days and I was like, and I never met her and I knew immediately. This is the one. Yeah. I, I like, after the first call, I was like, yeah, I'm going to hire her. And then my husband's like, no, you should take another call. You should actually meet her. And <laughs> like, so no, I took, an, I took another call and I was like, no, 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 this is it. She's got it. This, she's the one. And she is like such a rock star on my team. Like could not be more thankful for her. Um, but with other people, it takes a little bit longer. So like you just, you know, I think it's, it's different, but I'm very much a believer in that gut reaction. It's how I found my business manager who is like that role is probably one of the most 
scary, intimate, fragile roles on the team. They handled that they, all your money. Uh, yeah, everything. And not just m- m- happily gray, but everything personally too. He does all of Madison and I's finances and happily gray. And that's the biggest, I mean, cause you really get to know people and how they spend their money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was <laughs> the biggest thing, but I had one meeting with him in LA. And, what did you like about him? Mm, what was it that made you know he was the one to handle all your money? I just, he, you know, I, there, there's just, I, I'm a real big believer in like when I, that I can just, his spirit, his spirit. And he had a plan and like the, the things he talked, the things that he, that we talked about outside of talking about him actually managing me was probably all the things, the reason why I ended up signing with him. Um, and he's a big believer. He's just a big believer. You know, I feel like too, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to find business managers that, understand that this creative world and he is 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 in in, in itself like the per, he is that he is a creative business manager like he always like I'll call him when I was opening the store I was calling him like oh god we've got this cost now and this cost and this cost and he just never stopped believing in me and I could tell from the first meeting that we had that he understood this like small company grind and 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 he immediately knew that I was like really grumptious and I had a plan he believed in me and I I liked that about him and I still don't know this day how he makes money off me (laughs) I'm like you definitely I don't know if this is worth your time but he he loves um investing his time in people that he really sees um like a a bigger picture in and I he we just feed off each other and i know that i can call him and he's going to really like no matter how big the expense is like he gives me he sees the big picture Mm -hmm. and and the whole thing so okay you just did a bit sugar the dog is losing her mind she is like (laughs) yes preach mary preach Uh, (laughs) i think probably amazon is here because i literally only get stuff delivered by amazon i love a good amazon day sugar Okay, this is called Get Real Podcast, everyone. Oh, there's the baby. Hey. She's so sweet. Oh, my god! The whole house is going to be up in flames here in just a minute. Um, you just took a big... Oh, that is Amazon. Someone's at the door. My husband's here. Hopefully, he can get this. Um, we're going to see what happens here. Okay. Let's just see. If they knock again, we'll just let them come back. So, you just took a big risk on yourself. And this is something that I feel like is really scary to do. A lot of people won't do it because of the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big jump. Jumping is always scary. And okay. you are great at jumping and taking these leaps. But you probably took that. a big financial risk on yourself by opening the store. Yeah. Now you have, what, five employees that you yeah. pay? Yeah. yeah how no. did you garner up the courage to do that? I mean, how did how do you handle that responsibility of feeling like, oh my gosh, now it's you, but it's also these other people's livelihoods? Yeah. Is that, how do you it, deal with all that? It motivates well that that aspect of it having other people like reliant on a company that is that i feel like i'm the one steering motivates me um and you know i think it it definitely was by far the biggest risk jump we've ever taken Um, how'd you know it was time well and I, i could sit here and tell you like i've always wanted a store and this was how it was supposed to be it's not the case at all so quick long story quick um when i first started driving by lnl i knew like oh my gosh this is the building this is a new warehouse space yeah it's beautiful floor to ceiling industrial windows it's got so much history to it and i just knew i'm like that's special and that's whatever i do in there like i 
our team needs to be there. It felt, you felt and the vibes. I did, yeah. And I started like hunting down, like who do I call? Who, who is this guy? Who owns this place? What's happening here? And I quickly learned they're doing like this central market um, in Nashville, like trying to imitate that. And um, I, I love the idea, but I but I knew I'm like, well, this is just our offices. We're gonna have like an office here. I'm gonna continue to work on, work on this private label. And this is eventually gonna be a showroom. Um, and at that time I was put in 900 square feet. And long story short, there was some sort of grease duck situation and they had, which I don't even know what that means. I was like in London when they called me and they're like, so yeah, there's a grease duck and we have to move you. But, but guess what? You get to move to 1300, it's like 1350 square feet. For the same? For price? the same. Yeah. Didn't, didn't raise my rent, nothing. And he, but it was kind of like to accommodate cause I had chosen this space specifically. It had like uh, entry on uh, at that level, its own door. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be perfect. So they moved me and I'm like, oh gosh, what do I even do? I immediately was nervous about the space cause I knew we didn't need that much space. And that was two and a half years ago. And from that moment, I started like thinking like, this isn't, this is an open door. Um, there's something I can do here. And I had just, I was a few months away from launching our e-commerce business, our, our online store. And that's kind of how this idea started to evolve. Um, we could open this, this retail experience is what we're calling it. Not a retail store because it's, it's truly like walking in like a happily gray closet. It's, it's meant to feel more experiment, experimental than um, than, than like true retail, but I wanted to create this physical place where, um, readers could come and people could, could really like experience the brand and have a face to the brand. And so it was not a black, like no pun intended. It was not a black and white idea from the beginning. <laughs> it was very gray and how it evolved. Perfect for your brand. But the motivating factor behind the space Which is where was, you thrive. Yeah. In the gray. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the motivating factor behind this space was really to be a home for a private label. Um, and that's something we're still really working on. Like making your own brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I've, that, that would kind of be the ultimate, but you know, we're, we're not there yet and we're taking steps to get there. But, um, I love, I love Nashville. I love the city. Like it's, it's got my heart and I wanted to have like a home here for my team and, and for people to come in and get to know our brand better. And, um, back to what you're saying about it being like the scariest thing. It definitely is. I'm still in that zone. I still am like scared out of my that, mind. How do you make get bold enough to be like, okay, I'm going to take this big financial risk. I'm just going to do it. I think it's having the right team around you. I could have never done it without my business manager and without my agent, um, like talking, I can't tell you the amount of conversations I had with him. I had with her, my husband, like just, just writing down a lot of stuff, like kind of, you know, just internalizing so much of it over and over and over again. And, but ultimately I kept coming back to this one thing when I'm, when I'm in this, when I'm like here and things are like, okay, we're moving and grooving. Things are good. Things are great. That's when I'm the scaredest. If I'm not like inclining and feeling resistance and having to like work through issues and problems and, and growth issues on with my team, I feel, I, 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 I feel odd. I, I do. That's a really profound thing you said. Okay. You got to say that again and slower and break that down. Oh, well, I probably, when you're just kind of like, it, when you're just kind of Cruising. Coasting. When yeah. You're coasting, when things are great. That's when things when, are great. Mm -hmm, that's it's when not it's good. almost the scariest. Yeah. And I think I've, I think it's coming, you know, having, having what kind of wandered into this creative world and, um, I'm so thankful for what I get to do. And I love the autonomy that my job gives me, especially now that I have a daughter and it allows me to be with my family, um, like more freedom within that. I just don't take it for granted. And uh, I still have that same, like, 
gut feeling like, okay, what am I going to do? What's next? What's the new thing to keep this thing going? And um, I hope that that never goes away because that is honestly what gives me that healthy fear of of pushing me to be more creative and and do and, and launch more verticals and you know what with what feels right within the company but it pushes me to to you know new new things and to not stay here because it's really easy just to stay on this like path of okay we've got it this is great but i always tell my team like the name of the game is evolving and we have to continue to evolve um because if we're not I mean, the next, the person to the left of us is absolutely going to be able, you know, especially, totally, especially in this world. It's just so, wow. Okay. But. Mary, <laughs> that is really, so what are, you are the worn goals? out by me? No, I'm inspired. I feel like I'm probably exhausting. To no, I to. like your personality. I really do. Uh, I really appreciate personalities like you because I think for my personal taste, I prefer someone who just can make a decision on a gut and say, let's do this. And I, I feel like someone motivated like you who just sees what they want, can trust their instincts, feels the vibes and makes a decision. I feel like that's yeah. when you're actually in a spiritual way of being. Yeah. It, that's like, I feel like that's what life is all about. But let me say too, like half the time, if not more than that, it's wrong. It's not the right decision. <laughs> or, I mean, we've made so many mistakes. There's been so many costly mistakes with the build out and like days that it was just like, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, maybe it's going to happen. Oh no, it's shit. It's not going to happen. Like there living that way and that being your lifestyle, there's just, there's good and bad. And that's, but that is the beauty of life. You know, you, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel if I'm not pushing myself in that way, then the, the, the quiet times are almost sometimes the scariest. So what do you do when it fails? Like when you like mm -hmm. do a big, big push and a big move and like, like oh shit, this didn't yeah. work. I'm, I internalize pretty hard and I can be pretty hard. I get pretty down. Like I, that's just, that's just my like, like your self-talk. Yeah, I, I am like, I have those moments and thankfully my husband is, he kind of balances me out. I can be really hard on myself. I just have been that way since I was a kid. If I didn't score X amount of points in a basketball game, it would like my world would be ruined. And I too, becoming a mom has helped me realize like how s those things are so small, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, there's such a bigger picture to life, but my husband really helps um, balance me out in, in that in that area. But you know, so you're I, hard on yourself if it doesn't yeah, work out. Yes, but and then you a, find the grace eventually. Yeah, and I, I think becoming a mom has helped me even more with that. You have to give yourself so much grace, you have to. and you see such a bigger picture, and your world opens up. That those things that you used to sweat or that I used to sweat, like you know, like. It, I, I don't as much anymore. And it's not because of anything I've done. It's, it's, it's just how like life has evolved. And I think becoming a mom is just, it's one of the most beautiful things that like you realize like how silly some of the stuff that you, you oh know. Oh my gosh. And well, it's like you have this one big thought all the time and it's mm -hmm. navy mm -hmm. you know it's like for me yeah. sunny like she is and i still i still come myself hormonal because i like you know, cry talking about her yeah but it's like truly i don't think that ever changes <laughs> <laughs> but it's like nothing matters uh -huh. like them uh-huh and so i true you just never experienced anything like that in your life mm -hmm. it's kind of like what did i do who did i think about before they were <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I was so self-centered. <laughs> totally. Or I was and just... I'm glad I was because those were fun years. And yeah. man, I thought I had some real shit going on. But now, same, I feel the same. It's like, I it, mean, literally, and time management mm -hmm. becomes essential 
It makes, it has made me, I feel like it's just rounded me out so much more as a person. It's made sense of the things that didn't. It, it's made me not care about the things that I used to like, you know, obsess over. But, you know, back to what you're saying, I just, I think it's the, the feeling those low moments are, that's a part of it though. Mm-hmm. I, that's a part of then once you get up here, then it's like, that makes it worth it. I, I've always, my mom and dad were both like tough love. You know, like, yeah, yeah, they were, and we knew that they loved us and it was, there was warmth there, but, but at the end of the day, it was like, pick yourself back up. And I, um, no Kleenex is wiping uh -uh, your tears off. No way. Uh -uh. (laughs) No, we weren't even really a big huggy family. You know, we are more so now that everyone. That's how my family was too. Like I knew they loved me, but it's not like, let's hug it out yeah, and cry in each ex- other's arms yeah no way let's get get it together Come we on. we never did that we really didn't even i mean we would say i love you like big moments but it was not like a daily like we just weren't that way and and i think um uh, in a way i feel like that's like helped me you know what when, when things aren't going right or we didn't make the right decision like i i have the tools to be able to like my next thought is, okay, how are we going to fix this? And what's our next step? And I'm always... So you never get stuck. Like, oh my God. You might be like, shit, everything's falling apart mm-hmm. and have a moment. But then you're like, okay, how are we going to fix this? What's well, next? Well, and I think, I, I think that's... I've gotten better at that over the years. I used to be very like... It, it would be more detrimental. But now, like, I want to say, like, becoming a mom and also having a team around me. Those the, My team members, like, those girls rely on me to be that leader and to say, okay, like, this went wrong, but here's our next step. This is how we're going to fix it. And that's just they they need to see that example from me and that's just the nature of small business too you know it's it's a roller coaster and that's a lot of the times what the ride is all about and i think going through those that kind of tough love as a child helped me in navigating this a little bit how do you know the next step when you're at the bottom of the shit storm oh gosh <laughs> you know you don't it's just like like what do they, you do like what is your technique to find your next step do you have like, do you go running barefoot? I, do you pray? I, <laughs> do you take a bath? Like, what is it? I pray. Yes, I am. I am a spiritual person. I pray. I talk God? to my husband. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I literally, it's funny you say that this morning. I um, was just, I called Madison because I was That's on my husband. way. It's my husband. Yeah. It's, uh, called Mad because I'm on my way to work. And, you know, hearing God's voice, I feel like it's, you know, it, a lot of times you're like, ah, is that what it is? You know, it's, and I, you know, it's not always so clear, but I was on the way to work and, um, every single day on my way to work, I passed by this homeless, homeless woman always. And there's like a new place in my heart for that. Um, because of miracle and fourth, the event that I got to be a part of this year, this year. And I rolled down my window to give her some money and I'm not kidding you. It was like God slapped my hand and told me to give more. And it was the most, it, it was insane. And I haven't heard the word in, in, in that feeling uh, like that powerfully and I didn't even say anything to a woman and she didn't say anything to me but I gave her a bigger bill and and I rolled up my window and I was like what just happened what just happened and you felt I, it and I felt yeah it's so funny you say that because it's I think it's hard to hear I think you know you you really have to be walking with God and be reading and be a part of that community that all helps those things and times when life is busy and you're not in that motion it's hard to hear hear his voice and this morning i feel like more than anything it was a wake up call to like get back into that community so his voice is clear you know what i mean like totally um that's a yeah. really good point that you make because 
it's so easy like that you have like your spiritual being and then we have this physical self mm-hmm. and like i know just by knowing you you're you're very much in tune with both of them but sometimes like you're saying you're in the big middle of physical stuff right now you're building a new you have a new baby which is very spiritual but it's also mm-hmm. very physical time consuming mm-hmm. demanding you have a new store you have employees you're still doing all your branding stuff you're trying you're, you're mm-hmm. trying to fit all this into a day and still reserve time for navy and your husband right. and all that so it's not like you have all this extra time to just sit yeah. around and remember to be connected mm-hmm. but really like you're saying, it's like we have to remind ourselves to be connected because then it all flows. It's the center of everything. It's the center yeah. of everything. And when we're yeah. the busiest, we forget. But mm-hmm. actually, like I've come, been coming back to God a lot lately now too because mm-hmm. I've just had so much anxiety as a new mom, which you've done a lot oh, better with your anxiety, I feel like. No, I have it. It's there. <laughs> I promise. It's there. It, it, you know, I, and I think you're right though. It like having, being centered in that way and whatever that looks like to whatever person, but, but having that spiritual center man it helps with all it helps with anxiety the all the news all the unknowns yeah for sure for sure it also is really i my my husband is a big encourager in that way he does a weekly bible study or he's he started this about a few months three or four months ago with this group of guys on wednesday mornings at like 5 30 and i thought when he told me he was going to do this i'm like there is no way you're rolling out of bed at 4 45 <laughs> like that's crazy but no he's been doing it and it's just been so cool because like instead of turning on country or alternative whatever music like we've been listening to um uh, praise and worship in the mornings and I can't tell you how big of a difference that's made in our days. Like it really? sets it sets the tone for the day, and that's something he's just been doing. And like me and Navy and him are in the mornings, like we're getting ready for work. We're all in the bathroom together and listening to um, praise and worship, and it just it, it it brings a nice tone. So like I feel like if that's that's been you know really nice for us, and whatever that might look like to each person, like it's just been nice to kind of have that tone for at the beginning of the day. And I think that's so important to find a family tone mm-hmm. because I feel like you and I share a lot of friends and a lot of them are really spiritual. And mm-hmm. Michael and I did a podcast with Haley and Tyler Hubbard and they're such a great example of a spiritual yeah. couple as well. And I actually was talking to Haley the other day just asking her about like what are her and Tyler's practices together mm-hmm. that they do as a spiritual couple. Because I think like you're saying like you and Madison and Navy, y'all have like praise music in the morning. Like finding your way to bring the spirit God, the bigger force into mm-hmm. your family unit is yeah. so important to find your way that fits and feels right. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think if we tried to commit to like this, we're, we're going to have a, a, a weekly Bible study together. I, you know, that might not happen right now, but I'm telling you just like us having for 45 minutes in the morning that, that music on and I, him and I've never even talked about this. He probably doesn't even realize that I've taken note of it, but <laughs> it's, I'm getting in the car and turning on that you know opposed to something else and it's something that is impact it's impacting our day and it and it just makes it more relevant and i think also praying together mm-hmm. and that doesn't take long either but in the evenings or job pray three times a week you? not every day but in in the evenings if we're together going to bed together it doesn't always work out that way if i'm out of town or he's at a show but when we are going to bed together and there's not a little baby in the bed with us then <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah we do try to and and that those things don't take long no. but it does make it does make a big difference and it does helps with being able to handle anxiety better and be, be, being able to like realize like some of those company lows aren't aren't as low as and there's know. a message and a point for them exactly and god's gonna use it totally exactly. nothing's gonna go wasted in a vein and mm-hmm. no totally bigger picture 
it's I, I Sunny has done so much for me in that way like you're saying Navy has too it's like I I got to this point the first three months that she was born like I just had the weight of the world of anxiety on my shoulders and mm-hmm. I was just like everything that could hurt her or anything oh, that's so, happening so in the world because there's so much stuff mm-hmm. that could happen and nobody is immune from it nobody is exempt you could worry yourself into a freaking like ball coiled up on the floor Mm -hmm. which is basically how I was the first three months Mm -hmm. and finally I was like I can't live like this like I cannot live like this because hey you're not gonna and my sister's been really great at helping me she's very spiritual she's like you're not gonna enjoy your child like Mm -hmm. you have the blessing to every day and like you're the things you're worrying about are probably not gonna be the things that ever happen so just pray for strength to deal with them yeah it's not living and and I have a really good example of something that happened in our family that i remind myself of this so much um my brother-in-law um kyler was 37 i believe um when we lost him to cancer after a di- di- being diagnosed six months prior and i just to talk about like a vibrant beautiful person and him and my sister had the most like the greatest love example in my life like they had it so this is your sister's and, husband mm-hmm, yeah yeah and i will say like you know if i think if i ever had the chance to talk to kyler like he would say, live your life. Like life is, you just don't, you can't live in fear. It's too short, it's too short. And going through that and watching it like torn away from him so, so easily, like so even quickly. though, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And even though those things are, they are real and they're, they're there. Um, we can't live in fear. You're, you're going to waste your life away by doing that. And um, that was just such an eye opening. I mean, the most real experience that I could have with that. And I try to tell myself that with Navy too, you know, there's, there's all these things and oh God, you can so only do things. so much, but more than anything, they just need love. Like just love the hell out of them, you know, like, and enjoy them. It's a blessing. And, and what you have in that moment, like just relishing in that moment and being thankful. And I always, I say this to my team too. It's like kind of a personal and, and um, something professionally that I always bring, like being thankful, staying like staying like th- in this like heart of thanks, is I, th- I just I feel like the world revolves. Then if if you're constantly like I'm grateful and I'm thankful for this this and this, it makes me a harder worker. It makes me a better wife. It it just staying in that constant state of thankfulness. I feel like that helps with all of that, all those other factors that come in at you because you you look at things differently um, when you're constantly thankful for what you do have, you know? What do you do when you've slipped into um, negative self-talk or you're letting a, a moment of fear overtake mm-hmm. you or you've been wronged or something? What do you, how do you get out of it? How do you pull yourself back into thankfulness? You know, I feel like, I mean, really prayer is going to kind can of Can you just feel that. it? Are you able to catch yourself and oh, be like, yeah. oh, I don't like the way I feel. I need to oh, change no, this. Oh, no, I definitely can. I definitely can. Um, I think prayer. I think, you know, we, Matt and I, three weeks after Navy was born, one of, we had multiple couples tell us, like, you should, you guys should go to counseling once a week. Like, it doesn't matter if there's problems. There's, like, it, it, you just having that time to sit and talk, that release. And I mean, we've only done it a few times, but that has been really, really helpful too. Um, but no, I definitely can can see can sense when I'm going down that road, and I get really objective. I write, I start writing things down. So and writing so, is your mm-hmm. expression. Writing and running, prayer, um, and then you know, just having my my husband and I having that time where we can really debrief together. Um, I think 
that core that relationship being a part core part of like um home and professionally makes a big impact um but yeah writing when i when i feel i, I most of low feelings for me come from like professionally like when, when i'm struggling with something or when i don't see the reaction or the number god i mean i just watched taylor swift documentary on netflix and i, I thought too. it was brilliant i thought it was unreal like it gave me such a new respect and and insight to like what her world like how she struck her the pressure she puts on herself mm-hmm. like in- yeah i related to that a lot and mm-hmm. and think you know having a business built on social media and kind of like and like your like your the reaction you get based on the numbers is really it your, your validation or yeah. like how good something performed yeah no exactly and and waiting waiting to see what that number is going to be what if you put all this heart into one post or campaign or experience through your outlets media outlets mm-hmm. and it doesn't do what you want oh like, it, and there's there's i can tell you like a number of them that haven't and even daily like stuff doesn't perform as well does that feel as, well, so defeating or it it, it 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 did more so in the past and you know it, it does time to time but i think that's where i like was sharing earlier like starting to share more real moments and um and knowing you know what our long-term goals are and what the big objective is here i you you can't you you can't it's going to feel like reliving high school all over again and it it just will eat your joy away and so i've you know it it took me a while to kind of work through that and, and realize but I, um, I, I try not to obsess about the number. And I think it's really amazing what Instagram has done this past year on taking away likes, Mm -hmm. likes are hidden for some people to, um, help deter some of those social pressures that, I mean, it just does. It's part of it. I can't imagine being a 13, 14 year old trying to navigate this. I was running around pastures and in creeks and swimming in ponds when I was that age. And now like my, my niece is asking for Instagram for Christmas. It's, It's crazy. Um, but I, you know, I think that I, I, I think that anything we can do to get away from putting so much emphasis on on that number, and and that's too the reason why we opened a store. It's why we want to really want to do a private label because we want to continue to build our business out that's not so centered around that number on mm-hmm, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of, back to Amber, one of my mentors has, has told me like continue to invest time into your domain, um, happilygray.com, because that's the only thing you own. And so even if this massive social platform comes along like TikTok and, um, you know, that's where everyone is posting and all those numbers count, never abandon your domain because at the end of the day, in five years, that will go away. There'll be another mm-hmm. one. And and happilygreat.com is the only thing you you own. And so over the years, we've continued just to, you know, we might not get the response on Instagram that we like, but we're still looking internally on, okay, what are we posting to our blog? What new verticals can we launch like Friday five or, um, does verticals mean just like experiences? Yeah. yeah verticals meaning like, um, we launched a new an example of a vertical would be a service arm. We launched, we launched a service arm to happily gray called HG heart. And so, um, within our company, our verticals are, we have fashion vertical beauty and, li- and lifestyle, um, HG heart, which is, anything that we do in the service um, charitable light and so miles smiles is actually my great dane miles goes to vanderbilt and we take him there to um, meet and greet all the kids at vanderbilt children's hospital and so that's kind of that that vertical is for anything service wise that we're doing um and so that's why i'm i'm always 
I'm always trying to encourage my team to think of new things and new verticals, new ways that we can be impactful. But, but while we're like staying in our brand DNA, you know, not like, not like just like throwing out ideas, but like strategically thinking of what really will resonate um, with our brand. Isn't it amazing that you're just literally able to dream this up and make it into reality? I mean, I know it takes a team, but like these are from your brain. This is all from your brain. It's a lot of people that help me and that shoot down my crazy ideas (laughs) because I have a lot. But no, it's why I feel so thankful for getting to do this because it's such a creative job that's giving me so much autonomy and it's hard to turn it off because I love it so much. I feel so... Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, I just like, it, it is so fun. I, I love it. And I just never dreamed that, that I would be able to, to do anything like this. And that's why I like, it sounds cliche, but I would just really encourage anyone that has that has that same desire to like, don't abandon it. Like, you know, as some, simple as like, I kept writing and I, and that's kind of where this all started. If I was going to describe you in just a couple words, I think oh, I would yeah. say intentional and bold. Oh, I like that. But then I also, like I'd say, spirit uh, connected, intentional, bold, and connected. Wow, that's better than I've ever described myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it because everything you do is intentional. Like every part of your business, every part of the way you parent, every part of the way that you're per, mm. like, moving through your marriage, all of this. I'm not saying you nail it every time, but like yeah. you are very intentionally putting out, like you're creating the life that you want and everything that you do and you're being thoughtful about it. You care about the details. You're not rushing through it, but then you're bold enough to not sit around and like stress out about it and overanalyze it to make a move and jump and go in there mm-hmm. and do it. You're okay to fall, but you're okay to fly. You're mm-hmm. just okay to go. Yeah. And you trust your instincts. Instincts would be another one. Yeah. I'd give you instincts. And then yeah, you're just very connected one. to what's important to you and what well, matters I, in the bigger picture. I, I mean, all that means so much to me. I hope that I'm that way. I've like watched people in my family be that way. And, um, the, like on either side of it, whether they're that way or or not be that way. And I've kind of like painted clear, a clear vision as to like what I want. And I think at the end of the day that, you know, being able to have the time to be with my family is, is really what drives it all. And, and, and feeling so thankful for that autonomy and wanting to, to, you know, press on and continue to grow and do, I mean, you're doing the same thing. You're just another example of a female entrepreneur in this town. That's just trying to figure it out day to day. I still feel that like in my head, like I know it's like my, it's been growing over time, which I'm so thankful, but I Mm -hmm. still feel like I'm just 20 years old, like trying to like do something and I'm like are people actually like is this is it happening like do people are people taking me seriously and I'm like okay I know it's growing I can see it's growing it keeps getting momentum but I'm also like am I for real I don't know if anyone's really like believing me am I fooling everyone I I feel that way I feel that is I feel like (laughs) those feelings never leave you and I think that's also a good thing that you still that you feel that way because it's like does anyone even care yeah but I know they do yeah and I'm I'm able to talk to people like you so I'm like obviously no but I'm like I get to talk to amazing people I'm not wasting their time like this is a thing but I'm like is it a thing Caroline (laughs) you're also the most real one of the most real relatable 
every time that I get to hang with you, it's it's so refreshing and it's like a release because there's no surface talk. We just get right down to it. And it's I think probably that's why bad people and a curse. No, I think that's why everyone that people people that like are drawn to you because you have that spirit and and you also bring that out of people and that it's, it feels good. It's a release to be able to just talk about real stuff and to like put aside all of, you know, the mundane, what are you doing? What's going on? How you feel? You know what I mean? We get right down to it. And I think that's why people like love, love getting to be with you and talk with you and do, and do the podcast. You're really sweet, but I feel the same about you. you. And I feel like you, that all comes out in your brand and everything you do, like your store. When I went to your grand opening, I was like, it was so beautiful. (laughs) And I mean, I might get emotional talking about it because it's a really big deal to I'm probably gonna cry I cry all the time now like no, it's so annoying it's that's that's what being a mom is I wish I never I never cry I, but I've never been a crier but like I am a little bit more now as a mom but being a mom just like oh, it's I've what, always been a crier and now I'm just like you, a waterworks show constantly that's but another thing is okay I'm gonna wrap all this together and then I'm gonna wrap up because we got to go it's one minute it's an hour over an hour um I see everyone now as the child that they once were. Like I mm-hmm. see, like now that I see Sunny, and I like I like always can picture her as an adult now. Like I'm, I don't, I can't, but like I just like see in a flash like her whole life, and mm-hmm. she's gonna grow up and be something. And you know, like oh my god, she was my daughter. I raised her as a baby. Like I'm not gonna get to wow. hold her forever like this. And now and then she's gonna grow up and be like me. And like that whole mm-hmm. process is just so spiritual and um, overwhelming to me. So like. Mm-hmm. I see you as like the little girl running in the field, like in Texas with Mm -hmm. like all of your circumstances that made you who you are. And like your nursing, like all the journey that you went through that got you to this point. And it's like, you like, Michael is upsetting my train of thought. Hey babe. (laughs) My husband is downstairs trying, I'm losing my, I also lose my train of thought. Um, but I see like your pure innocent soul Mm -hmm. and I see like all that you are and like how you're putting it out there and how you are just going for it. And so I see your store and Mm -hmm. I know that you spent so much of your heart creating the store, making it perfect, making it match the vision in your heart Mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there, taking this risk. And it's like, that is overwhelming that you would do that. When you walked in the store, I remember when <laughs> that night after we got home and we were exhausted, I was telling Matt, I'm like, you know who really got it? Caroline Hobby. She like walked in the store and her head just started like, you were like, it was like everything clicked. It was like, you really got like how much of a journey this has been and how scary this has been, but then also like how exciting and you know, I like saw it in your eyes and you were so sweet with, with what you said. And, but I was like, wow, she like really sees like all of the highs and lows of this entire experience. And that meant, that meant so much to me. Cause I was like, you know, it, it, what did it, I say? I said, this is an expression of like, this is a physical it, expression. Of I have who you it, are. I have a video of you. I need to go back and listen <laughs> to it. But it was like, just like you nailed it. And I was like, yeah, you basically were like, I'm walking through this space and this is exact, like everything and every detail is expression of Mary's brain, like yes. inside Mary's brain. This is all, which I mean, the amount of time we spent 
obsessing over color and tile and shapes and textures like it really because i knew that we couldn't ever be traditional retail like i don't know anything about that and i knew the only way we were going to survive if it felt like you kind of walk into this little closet Mm -hmm. of happily gray and and so yeah that's but when you said that it made me smile because i was like she gets it she knows but it's like i just have so much love in my heart and respect for you and admiration for you mm. that you're just doing it and you're pouring yourself out into it and then out into the world and it's just like just this wave I know you're putting a wave out there and like I'm riding your wave when I'm in your presence I'm like I feel it and I just like so I'm sweet. so inspired by that and that's what you hope for your children you know mm-hmm. is that like I'm sure you hope this for Navy and I hope this for Sunny like I hope that they can grow up and be a woman like you mm-hmm. that like can oh, have wow. all these great qualities and like still love their family, but still be this creative mm-hmm. dreamer, still be a great mom, still yeah. figure out a balance, not feel like you're nailing it all the time, but still trying and showing up and working on themselves. And yeah. you're just a really great example of that. Oh, and you don't you. cut any corners. That was another thing. You don't cut oh. any corners. You really just like I, do the work for it all. You are so sweet. I like, I, 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 Yes, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but no, it that that means so much to me. I, you know, I think like I I don't take it for granted getting to do what I love, and you know, now having a daughter, it's like I feel an extra responsibility to show her like what she's capable of and and what she can do, and feeling empowered and excited and you know I think it's hard to leave them at the end of the day but then also like I want her to see me going to work and doing these things and taking risk and dealing with with things that don't go right and the ups and downs I like more than anything I don't want to really shield I I I want her to see like the real the real life like the real you know the ups and downs of it and I think in business I, I hope that 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 will make her feel empowered and like and, and not scared of going out and doing what she wants to do and let her dream about those things and um it doesn't have to be there is no right or wrong way i mean especially now it's happily like, gray <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's so it's like so much punt around that and never intended it but like so many people think it's because i love the color gray and i'm like no it actually does not have much to do with that i love existing pops. in that gray spot happily yeah, yeah and i felt very creative and it's actually the reason why i got this tattoo b um I think one of the biggest things I struggle with is just, you know, n- not being able to like, like living in the now and the now moments and in the real time. And, um, instead of like regretting past things or planning and planning and planning for the future. And this is one of the, the biggest reminders. I put it on my wrist on the inside, the first tattoo I ever got. And now it's kind of been a theme throughout the brand. Cause bees in store. Being, yeah. Yeah. We put it, we were trying to figure out what to do. We're like, do we do a logo? Do we do a quote? No, that felt cheesy. Like, let's actually just do and, and be something that I think readers they see it a lot and I've gotten a lot of questions about it and it's just kind of over the years evolved as a concept you know the brand is is is, is being in the moment and being present I think being present is, is the strongest like value behind it yeah freaking love it okay love so that. I, I wrap all my I love you I you inspire me much same very very much same Caroline same oh gosh I feel like I'm a hot mess all the time I just feel lucky to get no. to talk to women like you I'm no. like it's so inspiring it's it, it really is just getting to listen to your podcast I listened to Landon's before, on the way over here and she's so inspiring so inspiring like so, and it's true like her energy your energy like 
it's it's why I love this town so much because there's truly so many women in this town that have that like you know glimmer that you just connect with and it's exciting so many but the the thing i love about nashville that i feel like is truly a unique thing but it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel unique because it's everywhere in nashville or at least like there's a big group of women who are doing cool things who are really great friends yeah like good girls like just like it's not like discompetitiveness like if anything it's inspiring. Like you mm-hmm. see a friend doing something awesome. You're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, she's doing that. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Like it go just encourages it. you to go for your own stuff. Totally. Yeah. No, it's, that's, that's why we made Nashville home. I mean, I just feel like across the board, the community here, it's, it is, it is like, um, it's just, everyone is so sweet and kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still this like energy, the creative energy and drive about the community. It's very here. special. And especially in women. Yeah. I, I, it's so true. This women group is, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel so lucky. The women that I get to call friends that I can name off probably 15 right now that have their own businesses that are making it all work with families. And I'm so inspired by it. And that's what's, you know, really helped motivate me and give me, you know, confidence to can you continue to grow my business and open new things. And yeah, it's crazy. You're a badass, Mary. Okay. It's so crazy. I leave every podcast with Leave Your Light. What do you want people to know? about anything anything it's really i've just kind of narrated out of that question wow like the first so thing that minded comes, uh-huh what do you want people to know i think where i've my headspace has been the most is give yourself a little grace more grace than what you think um we you know that's what life's all about is the highs and lows and don't be so hard on yourself that's that's what it's about is is growing and learning and there's got to be ups and downs to be able to be able to do that i love it mary lawlessly (laughs) happily gray love you so much thank Thank you you for coming on thank you what one more thing then we've really got to go because i mean it's time (laughs) tell me what you've learned most about motherhood about yourself and just life in general i know you kind of Mm. talked about this but what I've learned most about motherhood. What, how's life changed for you? Like how, like, I know time management and all that, but like, what is the most impactful, uh, like just, or let's just even like advice to new moms. Like what has, how has your life opened up and changed? And I, I, you know, I've always wanted to be a mom. Like it was my dream in life. When Matt and I first met the first real conversation we had two weeks in, he was like, what do you, what's the ultimate goal? And like to be a mom. Um, I, I think it's the most joy and love than I ever knew. And I've, I've just been so blown away by, um, the love and joy. Uh, And I will say it's probably provided me more insight and giving me, even a greater love around my mom and I's current relationship. I think more than anything, being a mom has probably helped me navigate and appreciate and love the other relationships around me. And like I brought up my mom's, but just cause that's kind of what first comes to, come to mind, but it's, it really opens your world and opens your heart and you just have more empathy and, um, it it's just like I think some of that that's like bundled up just opens up mm-hmm. you know I, I she's like ma- having a, a, a little girl has made me love more it's made me love more passionately and given me uh, more grace and more joy and 
it's just it's hard to even put it in words because it's it's pretty much the ultimate from the moment they come into the world like life is never the same and I I can't imagine it without it and I don't take it for granted because I know there's people out there that it's you know they try and they try and I just it's the biggest blessing in the world I love you Mary I love you bye Live Nation presents Concert Week Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.